What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Shu and Raul. Big week this week for Duke. Obviously, we're coming in, and it's the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and uh, Duke drops their third straight weight. Wait, that's not Duke. That would be Carolina. We get a first big win over Ohio State. Shire gets his first top 25 win, um, and so that was really exciting. So we figured usually we like to do these over the course of a week, so there's a little bit more to talk about, but... With it being the first big win for John, we figured we'd get in here and, and dissect this a little bit. It's also the last year of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I didn't realize this thing had been running since like 99, I believe. Um, also, some news coming up is we'll have the ACC SEC Challenge starting up next year. Uh, so we finished this thing with a 20-4 and all-time record in the challenge, which is pretty incredible, really, uh, considering two of those losses came in the last two seasons in 21 and 22 um so really just dominated dominated this challenge across the board and we always seem to play at least one of the top three or four teams over there so you know i think that says something about where we're at but you want to do um, a trivia time go go for it do you guys know the four that we lost to um Mm. there was ohio state in 2012 it would have been 2011 but the 2011-12 season okay and then i want to say in 21 yes illinois yeah ohio state in 22 Okay. And then the last Wisconsin one, in 2010. Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, 09 10, right? 09 yeah. 10. Yeah. It's All always right. weird because it technically takes place at the beginning of the year, but yeah. 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 Um, nice. Nailed the trivia time. All right. Nice, guys. Um, All right. Perfect. Well, I before, remember that Ohio State one being not yeah. the most recent one, but the 2012 one being bad. That was, oh, that yeah. was basically so just gave us the biz over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, that was coming right off that Maui win too, though, yeah. and like just a little bit of jet lag, maybe. And obviously, that team kind of wasn't one of our strongest, but that's okay. Um, so we'll, we'll stick with tradition here. And before we kind of really start to jump in and talk about the game, let's do our player spotlights. Um, Raul, I'll let you go first this time. Who who kind of stood out to you, and, and what did you like about what they were doing? Um, who you got for us? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Jacob Grandison. Um, the main thing, it was just nice to see him get more minutes after he'd kind of been non-existent at the PK-85. Um, let's see, how many minutes did he end up playing? Wasn't it like 26 or something like that? Um, yeah, 26 minutes. He yep. goes three of five, one of two from three, two of two from the free throw line, um, has a few boards. Tried to do a little too much a couple times. It resulted in a couple turnovers. There was that one uh, play where he pushed it straight down the middle of the court and turned it over. But... Uh, other than that, you know, he was really active on the glass. He got a tip in. He got another ba- basket off of a cut. Um, and then he had one of the biggest plays of the game, I thought. Uh, they were down six. It's probably with around three minutes left. They got the ball inside. It looked like a surefire layup. He manages to strip the ball without fouling. We come down. Um, Roach comes off a screen, hits a mid-range jumper to push it back up to six. Or to push it up to eight, I should say. But so it was like a four point turnaround there. Yeah. And he really happened like all at once. Like, I think he got mm-hmm. um, like as soon as he got in the game, he had like seven points in the first right, five yeah. minutes of the game. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. And then, like you said, he kind of started getting a little bit outside of himself, tried to run the break a few times. 
Um, I think he had like two points the rest of the way, but he was still solid. Like he was still mm-hmm. involved in what was going on defensively. Um, so yeah, sh- shout out to to Grandy. Shu, who you got? I'm going to go with Derek. Um, yeah. So, you know, prior to, you know, some people are kind of hearing that it might be time for Derek to be coming off the bench again, you know? Um, so I was keeping an eye on him and I thought that, uh, that Derek, you know, obviously had his best offensive output uh, game so far with 11 points. Um, but overall, just, uh, you know, I was in the building. I was great seats kind of down low shout outs to db for that um hookup but uh it was a physical game and and derek was fighting zed the whole entire time um and then obviously he had some, he had some nice passing uh, i think he had i don't know how many assists he had but i know he hit i think it was jacob on a cut for a nice easy layup a couple of those uh screen screen and rolls he should have caught and finished that one lob from roach but he got fouled um, and then he, he knocked down all of his free throws, three for three at the free throw line. So I think statistically he had the best offensive and defensive rating in the game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, shouts to Derek for uh, for coming through big time, uh, get uh, Shire's first rate win. Yeah. And those are in 18 minutes. Like his per 40 numbers in this game are like really good. Like if he would have played four, obviously he's not going to play 40. But if you even if you look at this per 36, which happens to work out great, he's sitting there at 22, 11 and then four blocks. Like the biggest thing for him is like, dude, you got to stay on the floor. Four mm-hmm. fouls in 18 minutes. I think that's the part for him. Right. Of like some of the fouls are fine, but some of them are like, dude, you can't, you can't yeah. be picking that up, right? Like, you just got, I mean, he really could have fouled out. They called one, I think, on Whitehead that looked mm-hmm. like it probably could have went to Lively down there where it rotated over, but all right, well, I'll round it out here so we can get into it a little bit. So for me, you know, obviously there's a lot of guys and we'll save the flip and the roach talk for a little bit later because those are kind of just our Mr. Consistence. Um, I'm going to shout out Jalen Blakes, which you might find a little odd. You know, the guy comes in and he shoots one for five in 15 minutes. But and I've said this before and we've talked a lot offline, like his impact on the game in terms of like pacing is mm-hmm. just really good. Every time he gets in, it's like that's when we start to run. Um, and it's a little chaotic at times. It leads to a little bit of turnovers at times. Um, but it might be a little hot takey. But like he, to me, might be like one of our, it, maybe not our best, but one of our top two like passers on the teams. Um, he had multiple last night, two in particular that stood out. He had the nice one on the break where Proctor finds him. And instead of trying to put up the layup, he had a kind of a bad angle at the rim, just nice little touch dump off to Lively to get him going, get the dunk going, crazy erupt. Um, then he has another one later on where he's at the top of the key and he's doing his best Tyus Jones impression as he just touches a bullet to Ryan Young, who finishes it. Uh, finishes with four assists, zero turnovers, two steals. Um, to me, a guy like that just really kind of embodies the Duke that I grew up and, and loved, you know, that blue collar gritty, um, you know, he's only a sophomore, but he feels like a senior to me already a little bit, just cause we're not used to that kind of stuff. Um, so shout out to Jalen Blake for kind of understanding the role coming in, providing the energy, providing the toughness dudes built like an ox out there too. So, um, it was nice to see the distribution of minutes and how we, how we did that and. Obviously, our last podcast was a little kind of like down. Um, I think rightfully so when you look at the product that we put on the floor out in Portland. And then we come in tonight and we score. What was the final score? We put up 80 or 81? 81. 81. 81. So, you know, we give up 72, but we put up 81 points on the board. And 
for the most part, the game looked good. The product was fun to watch. It was up and down. It was uh, it has sixteen know, assists. Yeah, that yeah, and we talked about our ball movement, how we had lost some of our assists, and tonight we have what one, two, three, four guys with multiple assists. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's always great to see. Ironically, Proctor's the guy that only has one, but some of that comes to to just finishing things. But um, yeah, so shout out to Blake's, uh, and so let's let's talk about a little bit just our takeaways from the game. Um, the, the main thing, and not to keep kind of harping on this guy, but let's talk about Whitehead a little bit, just because I think where he's at really kind of is dictating some roster construction and lineup construction stuff in terms of playing the two bigs. Shoot, you were there. What did you see from Whitehead? Do you feel like he's getting closer or is this kind of more of the same, still finding himself a little bit? What was it like kind of on the court there? Yeah, I don't remember him ever like pressing anything. Um I know he hit the three in the corner, I believe. That was a big shot, yep. That was yep. a big shot. Um, he also had a, like a follow put back where he basically, I think he bodied Derek or Ryan, one of the bigs. He just kind of crashed into him, but, you know, tipped it in. Um, so I think he's still working his way back. You know, it, like I said, it, he didn't do anything that I thought like uh, running a fast break. I guess he did. Did he have that fast break that he just didn't didn't finish strong maybe and got blocked? Yeah, I mean, he was been... he was asking for a foul. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, but I wouldn't say that was like a bad shot. No, I no, mean, it wasn't a bad had, shot. He, he just had the lane. Uh, he just doesn't have his bounce. I he think pulled the AJ is. right. Like he got yeah. to the lane and just I'm not real sure about this before going up and didn't really didn't go up strong enough to get that foul called. Right. Right. I yeah. used to would dunk that and now I'm not. And so what am I going to do in the midair? Right. Right. <laughs> mm. Um, I thought it was his best shot selection game. Um. You know, and he 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 probably should have had two more points. There was one foul there that was called on the floor when he went down the middle of the lane um, that I didn't understand. It was he was clearly shooting, so I saw some small improvement there. Nothing, you know. I wouldn't say he had a great game or that he's back, but I was mildly encouraged. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about? You know, kind of Mark Mitchell. Let's talk a little bit about that. So he doesn't really play. It's not that he played bad but he didn't really play well he only plays 15 minutes um and he's had a few of these games where he just kind of is like invisible a little bit um now that lively's had his best game obviously filipowski's probably arguably our best player what what is the suggestion to do with mitchell what what are y'all seeing out there based on the roster that we have is this just kind of what we're stuck with or at what point does whitehead earn kind of a, a shot at getting into that starting lineup. I'm assuming he's probably going to play the three in that regard. So what does that do for Mitchell or potentially Lively? How do you see that kind of phasing out, I guess? Ro, I'll toss it to you first since Mitchell's your guy. Yeah, I mean, I would argue that even though Mitchell's been up and down, he's still been better than Whitehead overall. However, Whitehead does probably, he fits more cleanly into that three spot. So if if we were going to make any kind of substitution, um, it would probably be Whitehead for Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lively, you know, he's also been up and down, but he's shown enough defensively that I kind of like what he's giving us right now. And him and Flip do seem to work together. Um, but there is an argument that we've been making that you could go smaller and just have Flip at the five. But right. for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like John wants to do that. 
I mean, if you notice, he almost never plays flip at the five. So if that's not going to happen, then the guy that it makes sense to take out there is Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, I like that. Yeah. Flip and Lively have this kind of like, they seem to have this chemistry together a little bit. They talk a lot like on the bench and huddles. You see them kind of talking after plays together, um, kind of pumping each other up, hyping each other up. Uh, so I do like what those two provide. But to me, I don't really care which one it is. I just don't like playing all three of those guys together, mm-hmm. you know, because really, I mean, Flip can kind of play with, with anyone, but ideally Lively needs like to be the only big with four guards probably, right? And mm-hmm. like Mark needs to play with like three shooters and at least a big that can space, which would be just him and Flip down there. Um, and then you have Ryan Young. So like how does all of this kind of sift together? Um I think in an ideal world, if everyone was healthy from the start, I would like to see, I think, Whitehead flip lively and then have Mitchell and Young come in together where Mitchell kind of slides in at the four mm-hmm. um, or even pushes flip to the five and have that. But right now it's kind of this, it's this mess a little bit. And Shu, you sent us a picture in the chat earlier where it's like Mitchell and Lively for. are both trying to post <laughs> up within like four three feet of each other on the same side of the court. And it's like, that's a disaster. That's a disaster. Um, We're we're pioneering the double post up. (laughs) So what happens is they're just going to pass back and forth as they back their men down. (laughs) Yeah. Or is Um, it like dribble handoffs in a like little tight circle? Yeah. 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 Or maybe they're each dribbling with one hand and the ball's between them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Another thing I noticed too about Mark is we seem to have been running a lot of stuff for him in the first like five or so games. And now that's not, that's kind of went away. Like, and it was subtle, but like some of the motion stuff we would, we were running earlier in the year was designed to get him the ball kind of moving. Like we wanted with Whitehead and the floor would kind of space out and he Mm -hmm. he was getting to the rim a lot. Um, And now that's, that's not really there. The out of bounds kind of options for him doesn't seem to be there as much. We were running a lot of like out of bounds sets for him. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's just, uh, uh, where we're just trying to get everyone reintegrated, trying to get the lineups figured out. Um, you know, it does look like we're going to play nine guys, which I like. And so I don't think anyone played more than Roach played 34 minutes, Flip played 30 and no one else played 30. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, and this is a hard to say, this is a big time game and it looks, if we're going to play nine there, that seems to be what we're going to do heading forward. Um, It paid off. We got, uh. 28 points off the bench, I believe. Yeah, which is, you know, that's a different look. And I don't think any of us are arguing for, like, cutting the rotation, but it's just about trying to find which lineups work well together. Uh, Roach and Flip seem really comfortable playing in a half court, whereas, like, Whitehead and Lively and Mitchell probably really need to play up and down. So that creates a little bit of uh, not so much a problem, but... I thought when Lively looked best was um, that lineup with Proctor... Blakes, who, like you mentioned, pushes the pace a lot, Uh, Grandison and Lively, and I guess there was one other guard maybe? Oh, Whitehead was in there too. So it's four guards and Lively, and they were really pushing it, and that's when he had his uh, best moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which speaks to, you know, the the ball movement getting better a little bit. Um, What about, let's talk a little bit about Proctor. So he's had some kind of up and downs too, but it seems to hopefully maybe he's turned a corner. He's had two or three like pretty strong games in a row. Um, After I kind of talked about the lack of uh, catch and shoot threes, of course he drills two last night, which are catch and shoot, but 
they, they seemed to be a little bit more in rhythm. His feet were set. He was squared up. I mean, they were money shots. Uh, what are y'all seeing from him in terms of what do you think he's going to provide? He only has the one assist, but I think watching the game, you can see the propensity to get into the lane. Right now, there's just too much kind of crowded around down there to do anything. But where are you seeing the evolution of his game? Do you think that that's going to kind of take off for us? Is he going to be more of the primary guy? What what are we looking for? Shu, what would you see live? Yeah, I mean, I, I like, obviously, I like his shiftiness with the ball. Like, you know, he can especially when he gets somebody on his hip and he can get around them. And then, like we've said before, he's just great at that off-the-dribble, like, sling pass. Um, you know, last night, obviously, he only had that one assist, but I thought he was he was doing, you know, fine moving the ball around. Um, maybe guys just didn't, you know, connect on the shots that he gave them. But, I, like I said, I like his shiftiness. I like his the pace that he plays at and how he keeps the ball he's not afraid to, you know, kind of slow it down and get into the lane and still be looking for somebody. Um, I thought a couple of times we had, and this was the whole team kind of soft with the ball and got the ball slapped away from, especially early on. We had a lot of turnovers early like that, but going back to Proctor, I think, you know, eventually he's going to be kind of that guy looking to set everybody up and hopefully Roach move more into like looking for a shot kind of guy. Cause we've seen him, you know, especially down the stretch here where he just came up, really clutch for us with key moment after key moment. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the free throw numbers speak of like Proctor being a much better shooter than what we're seeing. I think we were just talking about his splits, but like they're pretty wonky. And like, I think right now he's at like 93, 94% from the free throw line, um, which suggests usually that's a great kind of like metric for looking at like how a, a, a guy can really shoot from three and beyond. Yeah, just um, for the record, the splits are 30, 20, 94 that's just absurd. <laughs> Thirty twenty ninety four, and his um, stroke looks, you know, way better than that. So yeah. I think it'll improve. Yeah, yeah, and he just hasn't had really hardly any luck with those mid range jumpers, um, mm -hmm. especially kind of like in the lane, the free throw line. Uh, they look okay, but for whatever reason, that's just not falling for him right now. So hopefully, uh, he can get that back going. He did have no turnovers last night, so that was a a positive thing. Um, six for six from the line, correct? Yep. Yeah. Perfect from the line. Knocked him down. Had some big ones late to um, another thing that, I, that stood out to me a little bit from last night and really kind of across the season is that we seem to be a little I don't want to use the term bipolar. Um, just th there's a there's a weird dynamic with three point shooting where like last night we go five from 13. We only take 13 threes. We've had games where we've taken 25 to 30 threes. Do y'all think there's a trend in this or is this just kind of a game by game what the defense is giving us? Do you think that was intentional? Um, just curious y'all's thoughts. I mean, we shot 38% obviously on a small volume. Is that something that you'd like to see more of or do you feel that's probably about right and anything after that we're probably really losing efficiency? I mean, I guess it depends on who do we have shooting them, right? You have bingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I think, I think it's a game by game thing. Like, Ohio State, not known for their defense, not really a shot blocker down there like Zed and uh, and the other big guy. You know, I don't know how many blocks they ended up recording last night, but um, I don't think we had a problem with mixing it up in the paint. We had a lot of paint points, actually, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know exact numbers. I haven't looked at it, but I felt like we scored a lot um, from in and around side, in or around the basket. Yeah. yeah, we were attacking a lot. I mean, we got a lot of free throws, right? You know, we shot 30 free throws last night. So it was 
clearly we were being aggressive. Um, primarily Roach, Proctor, and Flip were really looking to put pressure on guys. Um, there was a lot of, um, seemed like a very deliberate effort to post up a ton, especially with Flip in the first half. So it seems like that was part of the game plan. It's probably because they were small. Yeah. I yeah. think 13 three-pointers is too low. But for this team, 30 is probably too many. Yeah. I'm looking for more of that 20 number. Yeah, I think that's kind of the magic number too. I feel like it's hard to win games if you're only taking 13 because then what if you go like 2 of 13? And then, then the math is just not in your favor at all. Um, so getting up 20 or so, I feel, would be a good balance. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit then. Let's kind of pivot and talk about our captain, uh, Jeremy Roach. Another solid performance from him. Didn't shoot the ball incredibly well. Went 0 for 3 from 3. Uh, 50% on his twos, which is fine, but really did well at the free throw line, seven of nine. What kind of sucks about that is the two he missed were weight free throws that he happened to miss. So that, you know, that's maybe just the the product of the numbers coming around, but five assists, three rebounds, has a steal. He does have three turnovers. However, I think I know one, maybe two of them were because the, there was some like condensation on the floor issues. Guys were slipping around. I almost thought he got hurt on that fast mm-hmm. break one. Um, and another wasn't anyone's fault, um, I don't think, because Grandison started cutting and oh, he just threw the right. ball. And it's like, I think that was just a miscommunication. I don't blame it on one of them or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So he could have easily finished with one turnover, maybe even none, um, which would, you know, that obviously makes the assist turnover ratio look a lot better. But I thought he just controlled the game, especially yeah. in that second half, just the last like seven minutes. So good at just getting guys on his hip, really patient in the lane last night of not getting too far, having the guy on his hip, being able to kind of stop, stop, jump, stop, get to his spot, um, finishes with 13. Just just a closer last mm-hmm. night. You know, he came in, he closed the game. That's what we want. Like, that's what we need from Jeremy is to, you know, maybe have seven or eight points or so. And then the final kind of 10 minutes, just take the game over in a positive way. Um, we saw that he could do that. He, that carried us to a Final Four last year in the tournament with him doing that. Uh, that's the version of Roach, I think, that maximizes us. Um, and hopefully that's what we get to see more. He played some great defense last night, too. And obviously the toes probably still banged up. Haven't heard a lot of what that is, if that's going to be a lingering thing, if that's just going to kind of sing. Yeah. <laughs> or if that's, you know, if that's a, a one and done here. But, um, you know, tough kid. Right, he gutted it out, came out there, gave it it all, um, got it, got a big win out of it too. Anything else for about Roach that y'all just wanted to kind of shout him out to right quick? Uh, some really nice passes to the interior. Um, all of our guys really did. Uh, Flip had some. Um, Young had a couple high low things down to Flip maybe, um, and then we obviously already mentioned Blake's. But yeah, some really great finds down in the paint like from the perimeter, just whipping it down there. I just, I just want to shout out uh, Joe Roach's dad, man. We've talked about like some of our favorite dads, like Chucky Okafor. I've had the chance to, and I, and I talked to Joe during halftime last night. Just, just a cool dude, man. I like, I like those guys and him and his wife are at every game cheering hard, you know, uh, rooting us on to, to be the best we can. So shout out to, to Joe. Yep. 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 Always shout out to the to the Duke parents. I saw um John's parents were in attendance as well last night. Yep. And 
You know, I think for me, for Roach now, he did it this, what he did last night, the, the, this game and the Xavier game really had a lot of parallels to me mm-hmm. um, in terms of like, we played really well offensively. Um, we, we closed the game, you know, because both times we weren't able to create like separation. Like we couldn't take the seven point lead and turn it into like a, the patented like Duke run and go up by 20, but we never gave up the lead really either. Like we can, they continue to push it. They continue to get it within like two possessions. Um, I think it got even to like maybe four or five points there. And we just had to an answer constantly, which is really impressive to me from a first year head coach, you know, five, six freshmen out there, you know, a lot of young guys, even our older guys haven't been at Duke except for Roach. So if that can be our calling card, if we can really be closer, that's going to be huge for us. We might not blow a lot of teams out. We might not have a lot of the separation, but not giving up the lead, being able to knock down free throws, having multiple guys that can knock down free throws is going to be huge. Um, So I think those are all kind of like positive signs as we get ready to head into ACC play, Um, being money from the stripe. Got to get those freebies. Oh, shoot. What did you think of the crowd? So I'm glad you mentioned that. I thought the crowd was phenomenal last night. I don't know if it came too, through yeah. on on TV, but the whiteout, you know, was really cool. Um, just looking at the crazies and everybody kind of on the same page. Um, but especially down the stretch, like when we, they kind of made that run to push it, you know, to get it to five, six, like every possession they were chanting, starting something. Uh, saw a lot of great shirts in the crowd that they probably didn't put on TV because um, there are some of them had some offensive, but they they were. They were great last night, I thought. Vintage, vintage uh, crazies. Yeah. Yeah, the crowd looked great on TV as well. So glad to see that that translated. Also, I had a, I had a recruit in the house last night, um, yep. Isaiah Evans, here from not, right down the road from us, you know, yep, in right Huntersville. Up, yep. um, so I heard the, the crazies, you know, shouted him out. He went over there and he sat came with over, him. Yeah. And, and cheered, actually. Yeah, he was, was, he was visibly he was cheering. He was doing the Let's Go Duke uh, cheer and, and hand motion and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they they were great last night. Yeah. Well, we'll take another one. You know, it's just come on down, join join the club. Uh, I think Adam Rowe over the Devil's Den is going to have a write up or something with him um, after the game, just kind of talking about his thoughts, talking about his recruitment a little bit. Class of twenty four kids, so something to keep on your radar there. Um, I guess the one guy we haven't really talked about that we should, or there's really two more that we should probably talk about, but. Let's talk about Filipowski again. I mean, just Mister kind of reliable for us, just Mister consistent. Um, you know, six from 11 from the floor, 11 shots is about kind of like, I think right about where we want him to, you know, some of those games he had got into that like 17, 18 range kind of gets outside of himself a little bit. Um, played really well last night. Didn't shoot any threes, which is, you know, we just weren't shooting that many threes anyway, I guess he just knew where he wanted to get his points from. Um, but 16, seven rebounds, three offensive rebounds, gets two assists, three steals, doing it all for us really um i think if i only really have one critique of his game at this point and it's kind of just it's like in his head he's like six four a little bit when he's driving the ball he gets really really low and i think he just kind of loses balance and can't really get back up spin to his move. full height yeah it's all his turnovers are on those drives yeah, yeah. it's always because he's falling forward or backwards mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and yeah, a, a lot of times it's, a lot of times is if he spins because he did it, I think, on his first drive last night. He he drove hard, tried to spin around the guy, and just kind of lost his footing. I think he might have got tripped and called for – they might have called a foul on that. But 
uh, I did mention it to one of the football players behind me. They're like, he loves that spin. I was like, if he stays on his feet, he's going to finish it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that'll come in time. You know, I think it's, it's just such a stark contrast when you see him like catching the post and how slow the game seems to come to him then. I mean, he had a few last night where he just catches high post, stops, looks, and just almost slow motion turns and just lays it right up. Just boom, just puts it right. And I think just the driving, the speed of it isn't quite there. You know, his body's not exactly where his head is when he's getting into those motions. And, you know, maybe that comes back again to what do these drives look like if he's playing the five a little bit, right? Like if he's doing that, if he's pulling Edie out, who's got to contest that three and then drive it on him, maybe that looks a little bit different. But, um, you know, spilt milk and all that stuff, we don't want to get into that too much. But, all right, last guy, Ryan Young. Again, kind of really consistent. He does see, he, he has his moments where he kind of, you know, a little head scratcher stuff, but comes in, he plays 22 minutes, which might be a little bit high, but you know, has 10 and 5, um, 2 assists, does have the 2 turnovers, but 4 for 4 from the line. Um, real, some real nice finishes. I touched on that pass from, uh, that Blake City him on. Proctor had a really nice dump off to him down there as well. Um, I mean, it seems where if he catches it and can get to that right hand, it's almost automatic. I mean, his, you know, he's sitting there. It's funny to watch sometimes because that head fake, you know, he's just like <laughs> yeah. doing his little, <laughs> little, little it's like Night of the Rocks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's funny. Um, but it works, you know, and yeah. if it's working, then, you know, do more of that. So, um, shouts to Ryan, you know, really everyone I thought played pretty well, but, um, and his offensive rebounding is ridiculous. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, everywhere. I haven't got to, to the replay to that part where he, he gets that rebound, but it, it was incredible how he, he was like getting boxed out and reached behind himself, mm-hmm. you know, behind him, like way out and came down with it. And, uh, you know, gained another possession for us in a in a pivotal moment. Yeah, did they call a um an over the back on that for like because it looked like he got pushed doing that, or did did they call anything for that, or was that? I don't, I don't think they I don't did, think so. But, I think we yeah. Um, I remember. I think I just remember screaming at the TV that like, dude, call no one does that naturally, right? Why would he flail to get it? But right, yeah, you know, they just let Zed Key seem to do whatever he wanted to last night, which was another infuriating thing. Oh I think yeah, that we played him twice, and he's had his career high both freaking times against us. Which he scored over. Go I figure. Looked, I looked in his game logs. He scored over twenty twice in his career, twenty one last year and twenty this year. Yeah. Of course. No, it's, it's, it's reverse. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So this was his career high again, I guess. Then he beat it by one point. So I didn't mention um, that on the broadcast, but as what far you're as saying I can is, tell. Yeah. What you're saying is I'm the Zed Key, like career high guy, because I've seen yeah, both of them. You're the Zed Key whisperer or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 So right. he kind of, you know, and that's a little frustrating, right? For him to have 21 and eight and not so much that, but for him to also have three blocks against mm-hmm. us is a little weak, but. You know, whatever. We got the dub this time and, and kind of redeemed that a little bit from last year. And it'd be one thing if it was like a personnel matchup thing, but completely different personnel, different coach, mm-hmm. different style of play. Somehow he still goes off. Yeah. I mean, last year was against the uh, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that one was at home for them. Yeah. Um, but... Okay. Yeah, I was glad this one was in Cameron because I feel like a few of those threes would have fallen if it was at Ohio State. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well, before we kind of wrap up and talk a little bit about BC, just 
what do you think this meet this win means for for John? You know, I think it's kind of hard to do it like in real time, but first win over a ranked opponent. Um, you know, and it wasn't it's something that like now it's like, okay, it's a good win, not a great win. I mean, Ohio State's kind of just middle of the pack there. But if we lose that game, there's like significant mm-hmm. ramifications then, right? Then it's like, can you win the big one already? Eight games in. Can you do this? Can you do that? Um I thought the game plan was was great. I thought the pace was great. Um, the minute distribution, some of the rotations, you know, just a two or three day turnaround. I think we only practiced one or two of those days. Um, I think it just says a lot about him, what he was doing. He was kind of working the officials a little bit more. I saw too. He was kind of getting a little demonstrative on some things, especially he did not like that Roach technical foul, which was absolutely that trash was, call. Yeah, yeah. Just a weak call. Um, there was one point when uh, the camera cut to him, and I guess he knew the camera was on him or something because he's just shaking his head. Like, it was very <laughs> theatrical. It was funny. Yep. Uh, yep. Did you also know that he was, uh, I don't want to say working the players, but he kept calling players over to him? And giving them instruction. I know that happens with coaches every game, but I thought that he was doing it more often. Yeah. Like he had Lively come over. He had Proctor come over. Yeah. He, he was even doing that during the game and like during free throws. He'd yeah. be like, hey, you three. And then, but no, y'all yeah. two stay. Just you and you come here. I want to kind of mm-hmm. work through exactly. stuff. And usually that's an assistant coach that's kind of doing that stuff. Um, you know, which maybe at some point he'll delegate that. But I, I really like to see him kind of in control, um, leading the charge there. So, you know, shouts to coach, big win. Um, hopefully the first of many against against ranked opponents. But uh either way, let's uh let's wrap up here and let's talk a little bit about BC. So we're not gonna do a full ACC preview because this weird it's it's really weird to me that the ACC is already starting now um but for us particularly we play Boston College and then we go play two non ACC teams so let's wait a little bit to really kind of do an ACC preview um but well let's talk a little bit about Boston College so they come in we're going to play them Saturday in Cameron they come in ranked 124th on Ken Palm predicting uh Ken Palm predicts us to win by about 15 Anything that stands out for you all so far? Now, offensively, Boston College isn't anything to write home about. Defensively, they're respectable, um, which could be a crux for us since our offense is kind of a little hit or miss. But anything that stood out that you might have seen for them or looked at them so far that we should be worried about for for BC? Raul, I'll go to you first for this one. Yeah, not really. Um, the one sort of respectable team I they played, I guess, was Nebraska. And they lost 88 to 67. So that kind of gives you an idea of where they're at. Um, and then their two other losses are not good, you know, Maine mm-hmm. and Tarleton State. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's not a game that I would normally be worried about, but with this team, we've seen that they're this Duke team can be a little schizophrenic, especially with their offense. So we need to come in focused. And I think we will because it's the first you know, ACC opponent these guys have ever played. I think that's going to mean something to some of these freshmen. Mm-hmm. So we should yeah. be good to go. Yeah. And Boston College shoots the three about as poorly as we do. So mm-hmm. usually that's the recipe where if a, a lower kind of ranked team comes in, but they're a good three-point three point shooting team where they shoot a lot of them, that always kind of concerns me a little bit just because you can get hot in a single game. Um, I say that and they'll go off. But I don't know if you guys would know the answer to this. Um, is TJ Bickerstaff Related to J.B. Bickerstaff, the Cleveland Cavaliers coach. Do you know? Is it his son, maybe? Oh, I don't know that. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a 
It's a failed trivia, trivia time. time. Yeah, it's a failed yeah. trivia time there. <laughs> but he's one of their he's one of their most prominent players. Um, they actually don't have a lot of guys using a lot of possessions. Um, it's like everybody's in the eighteen or nineteen percent range, which suggests that they just really don't have any good offensive players. Otherwise, you'd have somebody dominating a little bit more. Yeah, the what's the guard, the senior guard, um, Makai, the Makai, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's the good. only one, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's takes good. 27% of the shots, so yeah, isn't there another Langford, Langford Jr.? Yeah, I don't know if they're, I guess they're not related because he's not hyphenated, mm. yeah. But yeah, there's a there's a Langford yeah. Jr., he doesn't play a Ash. whole lot though, yeah. What about um, the name Armani Mighty? Yeah, that's, that's a, a good nice one. name, that's a good one, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. And Devin Watch him go off and like second. that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll torch us now for sure. Oh, that reminds me, Josh. What was the the name of the Ohio State player that we Jarkle thought was Joiner? <laughs> okay, Jarkle? what? Not okay. It wasn't him, but the the guy, one of the freshmen with the uh, dreads, the crazies were chanting like Jar Jar Binks at him. I was laughing. <laughs> it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. See, that's that's pretty vintage. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like K might have uh, made them stop that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah. So either way, we got Boston College coming in. Um, obviously, it would be great to start the ACC one and zero. Really don't want to drop this game after coming off a big win. So that'll be another. All of these are first for for Shire. So it's now it's usually that's the Duke effect. But let's see how it plays to us. Right, just had a big win. Um, played three really kind of big time opponents back to back in Ohio State, Purdue, Xavier. Now you have BC coming in. What's the level of intensity going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the changes going to be in the next few days of our practice? Do we see any kind of wrinkles in the lineups or rotations? Um, all those things are, are something that we can kind of keep an eye on. I do think that we should handle them. You know, it shouldn't be close, but weird things happen in conference. And so, you know, I think Oregon Boston, State wasn't supposed to be close. Either, that's right. right. That's right. It was a 20 point spread and we won yep. by three. Yep. And, yeah, you know, know, BC was was one of Goodman's picks. I was looking through the almanac that they put out earlier. Um, and BC was one of the teams they kind of like as a, a sleeper to watch for. So don't sleep on them. So hopefully we're we're going to take it serious and and show up. But, you know, like Raul was saying, they've only played one top 100 opponent and they lost by 21. So hopefully, you know, playing in Cameron and in Cameron, the advantage yeah. and um, they don't really do anything particularly well, yep. which is a good sign. So, and especially uh, rebounding, they're really mediocre. So that might be someplace where we could feast. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, I would imagine we would either look at Langford or somebody to try to neutralize or take out of the game. And I don't know if y'all have mm-hmm. been paying attention to this too much, but um, we've done tremendous at that like we've had some guys that kind of beat us like boom for xavier but the other guy that they had that was pretty good the big guy completely shut down yeah he was one Um, for six or something yeah Yeah. and even the ohio state last night what was the one guy um he was kind of infuriating me uh the justice suing or whatever we got two fouls flip got some fouls on him he was turning the ball over we were in his head um so, you know, we've done really good at following that game plan. You know, shout out to Coach Lucas. I'm assuming he's continuing to kind of anchor the defense a little bit. So we've been able to hone in on guys and really take them out of the game. So I think if we can do that for Langford or, you know, maybe we decide to do that for Bickerstaff and just make Langford have to beat the guy that drops 40 or 50 to win, that that might even be a better strategy there. But um, so all of those things project well in our favor. But uh, 
anything else for BC? You know, it's not really the most exciting ACC matchup to start the season. But, you know, again, we did all of K's last last season. And so it's kind of cool this year to to do all of John's first. Um, so hopefully we get another another big win. Hopefully we cover that. But uh, anything else from you all about BC before, before we jump out of here? Nope. As usual, we've gone for an hour after planning to go for 30 minutes. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Hope people one enjoy of these it days. at any rate. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. But, uh, well, you know, in the meantime, um, check out Adam Rowe and, and those guys on thedevilsden.com. I think he's going to have something up for for Isaiah Evans, a 2024 recruit um, here in Huntersville. So if you're into recruiting, kind of go over there, check us out on the boards, email us at thedevilsdenpod at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, if you're in the area, you know, give your Tar Heel fans a little bit of crap. You know, they're kind of they're they're in it right now, and let's kind of keep them there. Yeah, wobble. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's continue to watch that implode. So, uh, you know, keep the faces strong and the verve high. Go do. Mm-hmm.